Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Song, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. All right, folks. Welcome back, my friends. Another week has passed. How you been keeping? It's been a good week for me. I got a question for you, and it's a selfish question because it's kind of where I'm at. How you feeling in the sense of, and that's not a mental health question, by the way, and it's not a are you on death's door question. It's just like, you know, where are you at? How are you doing when it comes to your job? When it comes to your job. The reason I ask, let me share a story. A few weeks back, a month or so ago, we had the annual Christmas, you know, holiday. And normally I don't take a lot of time off. I'm, I might take a week off and don't ask me why. It's just what I've always done. The why is probably because I get worried that I'm going to get too far behind and I hate coming back to a million emails and action items to follow up on. I know I've got momentum happening. I got mojo happening. I got deals happening. I got meetings happening. We're moving the bar forward. I know that. And the last thing I want to do is delay on that so that it just stops. It just crawls. So then all of a sudden you spend a week or two or three or four trying to resurrect that mojo, that happening. Some you might lose altogether. Now, of course, many of you are out there listening to this and go, yep, I get it. And the reality is, is that I'm actually full of crap because you and I both know in our deep down in our hearts that everybody else is taking time off too. You know, yeah, it might take a couple of days to kind of get the wheels of motion back in as we all catch up. We all catch our breath, but it's not going to die. So we tell ourselves this lie. I tell myself this lie. I mean, I'm projecting upon you only because I kind of think you're a lot like me based on my experiences talking to so many of you one-on-one. That is me. That's Daryl. You know, so this year I did something different. I was actually approving some vacation time for one of my employees and I happened to see my own vacation allotment and I could see that I had a boatload of vacation days that I hadn't used and I had rolled over. Oh my gosh, I got to use some of these because I'm going to lose them when the new year comes along. I said, okay, fine. I'll... I'll turn my one week time off into two weeks. And I did that. And it was amazing, brilliant. I came down. It was really the right thing for me to do. But then happened the malaise. Can you can you agree with this? I get back to work and you know, I'm just not in it. I'm just I am doing it and going through the motions at three or four in the afternoon. I'm saying, when can I go home? I never think that. I'm the guy who's here to seven, eight, nine at night. When can I go home? And then I got, okay, I got to do social media because social media is part of the brand, it's part of the voice, it's part of the reach. And I just cannot get myself motivated to do social media. I think I did a post, one post in the first week. So here we are, fast forward three or four weeks, and I did my second post two days ago. Finally getting built up. I'm finally getting my momentum back. I'm finally getting into the groove again. And then I did a post yesterday and I'll do a post today and that'll be three days in a row and life is good. But you know why I share this? Why share this is because we tell ourselves these lies that affect, in the end, our own well-being. And if, if we're not operating in an optimal way, at least for me, I'm speaking for me here, then I'm not doing anybody any good. I'm not doing anything for my family. I'm not doing anything for my employees. I'm doing anything for the company. I'm not doing anything for, for you guys, my tribe. And I think, why? why? Why do I get stuck in this and I don't give myself permission 
to relax, to wind down. And in fact, you know what happens? What happens is when I do that, I realize that maybe, just maybe, I'm not having fun. And if your job's not fun, then why are you doing it? There's lots of bad jobs out there you can do. But your job, your job has got to be fun. Is your job fun? Seriously, can you relate to what I'm saying? I suspect you can relate. When you think of people who aren't fun, automatically you go to Jeff Bajoric, right? I mean, that guy is just a stick in the mud. And I said, I got to get Bajoric on the phone. I got to talk to him about how lame he is. And maybe I'll feel better about myself. No, I'm actually just having fun. You guys met Jeff Bajoric, man? This guy's a rock star. He's been on the show before. We've had him on some webinars. This guy's two things I love about, actually, maybe three things. He is A, a freaking brilliant, nice guy. He is B, got awesome recording gear, so he's going to sound amazing. And he has C, an incredible voice that makes me very, very jealous because I'm insecure about my voice. And that guy just brings it every day. Beyond that, you can check him out, jumpadrug.com. He does speaking. He does seminars. He does training. He does workshops. I like to think of him as a sales guy, sales guy. Now, the thing about this, full plug here, his podcast is killer, about the why and the buy podcast. And he has co-hosts, you know, Christy Walters. I almost think of them as like Howard Stern and his, and his companion, Robin. They're that good, they're that dynamic. Actually, I've been on it and it's really annoying how good they are, but I'm also jealous because the content is great. They're funny. Check it out about the Wine the Buy podcast. You know, it's not often I plug other podcasts, but that's when you got to do. Another reason we got Jeff on here is he's going to be one of the main speakers at the Outbound Conference. Have you signed up yet? The Outbound Conference, outboundconference.com. We are sponsoring it, but that aside, this is a conference you guys got to hit up, you got to attend. You got people like Beyond Bajork, you've got like Colleen Francis, Sherry Levitt, you got Mark Hunter, Jeb Blunt, Anthony Reno, Victor Antonio, Andrea Waltz, Kenyatta Gordon. The list just goes on. He is in rarefied air and he's blessing us today with his presence. Jeff, welcome to the show, my friend. Man. It's a good thing that's recorded. I may listen to that every morning when I wake up. It might be my alarm now. Um, <laughs> you don't really want to wake up to, to, to Daryl Prale, trust me. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, maybe your producer can like take your voice out and record and put like a different voice in, just say the same thing, right? Um, thank you for the, the kind, warm, uh, very Canadian introduction. I really appreciate that. I'm thinking, because I was listening, believe it or not, I was listening to, to what you were saying about taking time off. And let me ask you a few questions. I know this is your show. I don't want to flip the script too much here, but um, can you sell your vacation time? No, I can't. We have some, a percentage will carry you over to the next year, like upwards of 10 days, sure. but the rest you lose. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you don't use it, you lose it. And we've established that there's no value to it monetarily. Right. right? Yet the company insists on giving it to you. Yeah, they're weird. So yeah. they feel that it's important you kind of have a responsibility to use it, right? Which means you have a responsibility to shut down, right? Which means you have a responsibility to hit that reset button, that hard reset button, so that you can ease back into things come the beginning of the year or come the beginning of August or whatever. You know, if you, if you take a summer vacation, you go somewhere. That hard reset is undervalued, underappreciated, and it is priceless. I say this as someone who understands that, but also doesn't take vacation very often, okay? But every time I do, I renew myself and I, I reestablish and remind myself of the value that it has. And my boss is a real tough one to work for, right? Because you're talking to him. Your boss at least gives you vacation time and says, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And so you are really doing yourself a disservice and everybody around you but you knows it if you don't use it. So think about it that way. If you could sell it, 
then hey look hey that's money that that works i like working that's fine but you're supposed to rest you're supposed to recharge you're supposed to understand that you do your best work when you're in the right shape to do it talked in the green room before and you know you mentioned how you're getting back into social media a little slowly did you miss it and if you didn't miss it how important was it to you and is there maybe a better way to do social media look we have to use these channels right but is there a better way to engage than what we've been told so um that's i don't know those are things i'm thinking about daryl i don't know if that's where your head's at too you said a couple of things that are kind of interesting there which is a first because Bajork doesn't say a lot that's interesting but that's just a total sidebar <laughs> you said you have a responsibility to yourself they give it to you you have a responsibility see my mind goes to and i'm sure everybody listening to this call this podcast their mind goes to i have a responsibility to hit quota i have a responsibility to hit my activity numbers i have a responsibility to drive revenue and nowhere in that list is do i have a responsibility to take time off but your point is valid this is an example of a, of a pro athlete, right? We don't hesitate when they say, yeah, they're having a personal day. They're having a maintenance day, right? Or they're going to be on the ice for an hour of practice as opposed to, you know, even though they're paid millions a year, four hours or eight hours practicing or, you know, on the field or in the gym or whatever. They know, yeah, we get it. They have to pace themselves so that when they're, when it's game time, they can bring it and really kick ass. Yeah, we don't give ourselves that same grace. So when you said you have a responsibility there, it, my mind just went, whoa, I hadn't thought of it that way. And, and you're right. But in the same breath, I want to be honest, I also feel like I have a responsibility to bring the bacon home for the family and provide. And if I'm not closing deals or working partnerships or making noise or driving leads, then I'm abdicating that responsibility. So I have conflict. I'd love to get your thoughts on conflict of competing priorities. Uh, the other second part there is you said, did you ask me a really in interesting question? You said, did you miss social media? And here's the irony. I love social media. I love sharing. I love the engagement. I love the debate. But being self-aware, and I've shared this before, so this shouldn't be surprised to anybody. I am an introvert. And so like when I took time off, that's two weeks off. Like I had to ramp up. I had to build up my energy. You know, I can do this. It's not anxiety. It was just like, it's an effort. I have to get out of my natural self and say, I got to put myself out there. And sometimes I just don't want to make that effort. So did I miss it? No, I didn't miss it. I miss the interaction. I miss the people. I miss the chuckles. Didn't miss the grief. Didn't miss the name calling. Didn't miss the slander. Didn't miss the pettiness sometimes. But no, I didn't right. miss it. And so those are my two things I have for you. I have conflict when it comes to my responsibility and answer your question. I didn't miss social media. Okay. Let's say you've got a big keynote presentation coming up because I saw an article recently that you are one of the most sought after keynote speakers in the sales and marketing world. Congratulations. So before that keynote, how much sleep do you get? Oh, the keynotes don't bother me. I should please. It's not what I asked. So before that keynote, how much do you prepare? How much do you rest? How much do you block out other distractions? How much do you prepare yourself to be at your best? You know where I stress? I stress on those sides on the content. I stress on pulling it together. Mm -hmm. I often will get a writer's block. And I know this content. If you were to hit me up at a coffee shop or an elevator, I'd go blah, 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 without even thinking. But now I got to put pen to paper. And then as the date's so, getting closer, I'm freaking out. Not so much your mental state, but in terms of what you do to make sure that your body is ready, to make sure that your mind is right, you give yourself the space to perform at your best. 
Oh, do you see what he's doing there, folks? He's leading me. That was really well done, Majork. I like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. I give myself permission to be at the best, right? I, I know I get it sounds stupid before I go on stage, even though it doesn't freak me out. I do go. I visit the room. I have a routine. I understand. I make sure I know where my tech is. I know where my fallback is. I have a game plan in my head. I get in mind. I give myself permission to be successful and do what I need to succeed. How much more creative are you when you're in a place where you're not distracted? How much more effective are you when your brain works right? I won't quote the actual stats because there's so many studies and I'll probably say something wrong or, or whatever. They've said that the concept which sticks is if you are sleep deprived for a couple of days in a row, your mental acuities are the same as if you're like three times the legal limit intoxicated you know, on alcohol. There's something yeah. to that. The body has limits and you can train Right. You can condition your body. You can condition your brain to work under more extreme circumstances. Look, you build up a tolerance to that stuff. But that doesn't mean that you need to sustain those tolerances for long periods of time. And in fact, when you look at, and you mentioned athletes, right? When you look at the way they train, and I've got an athletic medicine background, right? So I know a little bit about this is the periodization, right? There is a building strength phase. There is a building endurance phase. There is a building power phase. And if you're a, a miler, right, if you're running the mile in track and field, early in the season, we'll start to build your endurance. And then as it comes to the state finals or the regional championships or the, the conference championships, if you're running collegiately, your workload backs off because you need to be rested and recovered in order to run that one mile, as fast as you possibly can. You don't run a seven-mile all-out effort two days before your mile run at the conference championships. You may run a seven-miler three months before the conference championships while you're in that endurance phase. But when you go to peak, rest and recovery is a very important part about that. Look at the workload of every athlete as the season progresses toward the championships. That's because that renewal, that rest, that recovery is important for being your sharpest when your sharpest is required. Let's flip that back to, well, I need to be generating leads and I need to be closing deals and I need to be bringing home the bacon. That's fine. But if all you're doing constantly, right, is worrying about doing things constantly, you're not performing at your best. You're not. You may be performing better than other people can. And look, Daryl, 80% of you is better than 90% of the people out there. I'm confident in saying that. But... How good is 80% of you compared to 90% of you compared to 95% of you? And are you really allowing yourself to work optimally? I can tell you that through this reflection period of myself over the last part of 2019, as we came into 2020, I took a different approach to goal setting. I actually reduced the amount of goals that I really wanted to accomplish, the big ones, right? And gave myself the space and actually did some planning to structure things out, gave myself permission to take a deep breath and say, you know what, I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to do that next week. It's on the calendar. Not like I should have done it today or, you know, and I'm procrastinating. It's like, no, I've set aside the time to do that. I'm going to take a deep breath right now. I'm more creative. I'm more insightful. I'm having more fun. My wife likes me better. My kids like me better. I'm able to help more around the house. I've given myself the space to be as good as I can be when I need to be that instead of having my brain, my emotions, my psyche kind of clouded by all this stuff I got to be doing because there's always more to do, Daryl. 
when you establish those limits, you give yourself a confined space to work within to be your very, very best. And the other thing, because it's your turn to talk, but there's one other thing that you said, and you said competing priorities. If you have competing priorities, you don't have priorities. And that's important to establish too. Wow. I love when I bring guests in the show and they just chastise me, man. It's like, I feel like I'm at home right now. <laughs> and you were so nice to me with the beginning of the show too. I'm sorry. Back. It's okay. It's okay. I, I got it. My team does this to me all the time too. I'm going to go cry now in a corner. If you're just kind of joining the podcast midstream, maybe you just hopped in your buddy's car and, you, and the podcast was gone and you're thinking to yourself, listen, isn't this podcast all about skills and skills development? Guess what? We're talking about that today, folks. We're talking about your well-being, your mental approach to the game, which is also your actual physical approach to the game, not your skills, not your tactics, not your not your tools. It's about you. You know, Jeff said it best when we were in the green room. He kind of said, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. So with that as a teaser, we're going to come back and explore how to have fun. We'll be right back. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time, make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. All right, Cindy Lauper likes to say girls just want to have fun, but hey, that was before the Me Too movement, and now everybody just wants to have fun. That's my that's about as political as we're going to get on today's show. But Jeff, I bring it back to you. There's a lot of people right now I know because who are listening to what we just said, and some are going to go, yeah, they're kind of being a little bit of denial, and others going to go, yeah. With that all said, I'm not going to try to convince anybody today. I want you just to listen to us and trust us. Because, I mean, have you looked at Jeff? He's old. So he's got a lot of experience here. He knows what he's talking about. He doesn't have my white hair, but, you know, he's still old. Just go with that. Not Um, yet. It's getting there. (laughs) It's getting there, right? What do we need to do? What do we need to do to have fun? Because we've talked about the consequences of not having fun. So I guess if I was, if I'm looking at you as the coach, which, of course, we know is one of the capabilities you provide. How would you coach me as a pro player to have fun so I can be not 80% of me, but 90% of me or 95% of me or 100% of me? A mm, couple things. One, give yourself permission to have fun. Remind yourself that it's important to have fun. Remind yourself that when you're, when you're at your best, when you're in that state of flow, right, where that just, there's just enough challenge to get you stimulated, but it's not overwhelming to where you're using all your faculties all the time to try to get something done. Remember... That's a really good indicator of you performing at your best is when you're performing and having fun. So give yourself permission to do that. That would allow you to seek things that will make you have fun, right? I mean, I I work with a coach, you know, at the moment and she's like, 
So what are things that fill you up? What are things that make you happy? What are things that you look forward to doing? And I looked at golf clubs, which were still in a travel bag from the end of September. And I didn't pull them out of that travel bag. And I just left them in the travel bag when I had another thing with clients to go and do in the first part of January. And it was like the fall golf season for me is one of my favorite times to play. And I didn't even play because I was too busy doing stuff. And when I think about it, that stuff I do... I do it because it allows me to go play golf. And when you don't stay in touch with why you're doing what you're doing, it's really hard to stay engaged. It's really hard to do your best work. My two things are, one, give yourself permission to have fun. Two, remember why you're doing what you're doing. And if those two things aren't aligned, well, we've got some other things to think about, right? Maybe it's not a good fit. Maybe you're not doing what you should be doing. I looked at my golf clubs and I also looked at my kitchen. I love to cook. Well, I was so busy working that I couldn't spend time cooking in my family, couldn't spend time nurturing myself, nurturing my family, spending time with friends in my kitchen, making delicious food. Like I love to cook almost as much as I love to eat, and I wasn't doing a whole lot of that. And so I'm looking for ways to do that. Now, here's the interesting thing, Daryl, and I know you said, you know, you want to be spending time closing deals, getting work done, making connections, yucking it up on social media, that's fine. Look, if you know that you got to be done with that by five o'clock so you can have dinner on the table by six or 6.30, look, that stuff still needs to get done. So you tighten up, you figure out ways to get it done more efficiently. Maybe if there's really too much for you to be doing in order to get all the stuff that you need to be done, maybe you need help. Maybe you need a virtual assistant. Maybe you need an in-person assistant. Maybe you need a producer to move these video shots around and put funny graphics up and do stuff in post like he says he's going to do like maybe you just need some help maybe there is a point in time where you're really trying to do too much so when you give yourself permission to have fun when you remember why you want to be doing what you're doing right now and why you want to be having the fun that you know you can have you know it really starts to align those priorities with where they need to go Look, I I tell people all the time, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong because you could be doing something else. You're right. There's another job that you could have. There are lots of other jobs you could have. It's a nice reset, kind of like taking a vacation, but it's a nice reset and and gets you in the right space at the right time. All right. I guess I'm pausing because I'm wondering how many people listening to this right now are are a little bit like me, you know, and I'm going to fully be transparent. What I'm about to say is going to sound like an excuse and it probably is. So don't beat me up too hard. You make the comment about Effectively, what you said is make your schedule fit your needs. You know, whether you have to delegate, you have to hire people, you have to engage other people to help you. But in my mind, I'm like, well, listen, I can't have somebody else post on social media for me under my brand because that's not legit. So I got to do that. And I can't have somebody else, you know, host this podcast because it's my podcast. So I got to do that. And yada, yada, yada. You know, you get the idea. I'm making it. What I'm doing is I'm making those excuses right now. Mm-hmm. So is there, I, I guess I'm almost answering this question as I go along. I was going to say to you, That's what I is hope. there a, a secret to physically figuring out how to do this? But I think what it really comes down to, and correct me if I'm wrong, is if my number one objective in my being a professional at what I do is to make sure I'm as good as I can be, then I have to stop with the excuses and simply accept and embrace that my mental well-being, my physical well-being is as critical, is as essential as all those other skills they have, whether it's cold calling, you know, discovery, negotiation, whatever it might be. It's as essential. And if I do it right, I'll have a lot more fun. Is that a fair statement? 100%. Let me be fully transparent. I struggle with this too. I'm telling you about my journey right now as we speak. You and I are not alone. It, it, it weighs on people, whether they do what we do or whether they're in other industries or 
everybody's got their own their own situations and and this kind of feeling of overwhelm is pervasive but whenever i have felt overwhelmed whenever people i've worked with or counseled through this or who, who have counseled me through this they always just say look spend some time thinking what are you really trying to do are you doing it as effectively as you'd like to be doing no you don't want to have someone post as you on twitter at opinionated people need to know that you're being genuine when you're there and, and that you're speaking as yourself for yourself right but are there ways you can automate some of the content redistribution sure you can is messing around on twitter and, and going back and forth and having a few laughs is that good for your soul yes is it good for your brand yes do you need to do it as often as you do it eh, maybe not Maybe you need to do more of it and less of something else. Can you replace your on-air talents on this podcast? Absolutely not. But if the podcast is something that's really, really worthwhile and driving the brand and driving business and everything for you, maybe you need to do more of it and less of some of the other stuff, right? Maybe right now you can't cut anything because this is just where you need to be in order to hit that next plateau. But maybe you set a goal for yourself that when you get to that next plateau, you can get rid of something else, right? You can sprint for so long and then it's time to take a break, come back, reset, and let's rethink the way this organization is set up, right? I mean, there's only so much that you can do on your own back, right? You need an organization, you need people, people have limitations. And I think one of the ways that people really go astray is they all try to be someone else, someone else who's reached the, the pinnacle of that mountain, so to speak. I think we forget that we all have talents. I don't have a motor like Gary Vee does, right? I don't have an audience like Gary Vee does. And he's someone who's out there doing what he does and people want to emulate that. And there's a lot there worth emulating, but you forget that you're not Gary Vee. And you forget that if the situation was set up and, and if he were willing to take a really good hard look at what you're doing, he'd probably be envious of some of the stuff you're capable of too. So we tend to look at ourselves in an unfair light, and this is not a self-esteem talk, but in terms of the comparisons that we make and the standards we hold ourselves to, they're not always fair. So now when you're playing a game where the deck is stacked against you, because that's just not where your talent lies, I don't want to go too far off the reservation here, but let's think about what we're really good at. Let's think about what really needs to be done, and let's figure out the best way for us to do our job. Let's not try to do our job the way Daryl Prale or Jeff Bajoric or Victor Antonio or Jeb Blunt would do it. And it's tough to remember that sometimes. But every time I've come into a situation where I'm just really conflicted, the answer has always been, let's stop. Let's review the fundamentals. What needs to be done here? What's the best way for me to do it? And then every time I give myself permission to do that, I do it really well. And I have a lot of fun doing it. And I don't want to be overly simplistic, but that's kind of what it comes down to. Jeff Bajorak, his tagline is rethink the way you sell, trademarked. And I think what you heard today is exactly that. He says, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. If you liked what Jeff had to say today, you can find him at the Outbound Conference in Atlanta in May, where he's going to talk about the five forgotten fundamentals of prospecting. You can check him out at jeffbajork.com, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. In the meantime, of course, you can find me at the same places. If you haven't liked, rated, shared, talked about the inside, inside sales show, I'd be really glad and grateful if you did. My name is Daryl Prale. This wraps up another episode. We'll see you again next week. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. Sponsored by VanillaSoft. VanillaSoft.